One of my all-time favorite movies is uh, The Graduate. Remember The Graduate? Best Picture, 1967, Dustin Hoffman and Bancroft, directed by Mike Nichols, that amazing soundtrack from Simon and Garfunkel. Now, I hope I'm not scandalizing you by saying that that's one of my favorite movies, because if you've seen it, you know uh, it features, shall we say, an inappropriate relationship between a uh, younger man and an older married woman. But the reason I love The Graduate beyond the music, beyond the little red Alfa Romeo that Dustin Hoffman drives around, beyond the fact that my alma mater, UC Berkeley, figures prominently in the film, beyond all that, I love The Graduate because it perfectly captures the anxiety and the angst that every recent college graduate feels about their future. You may remember uh, in the movie Benjamin Braddock, the Dustin Hoffman character, he comes home to Los Angeles after graduating from college and his parents throw a huge party with all of their friends and all of them have only one question for Ben. What comes next? What are you going to do with your life? What are your future plans? There's one particularly memorable scene where an older gentleman, a friend of his father's, comes up to him and says one word. Just what? I hear it already. What's that one word? Plastics. <laughs> Ridiculous. There's a bright future in plastics, Ben. Okay, good man, good man. Okay, good man. Poor Ben is so overwhelmed by all the questions, all the attention that he finally just has to escape up to his room by himself. Because the truth is, he has absolutely no idea what he's going to do. He has no idea even what he wants to do. And he's overwhelmed and he's scared. I first saw The Graduate right around the time when I graduated from college myself. And it just rang so true to my own experience, my own feelings of confusion and fear. You know, that feeling that for the previous 22 years of my life, I'd pretty much known exactly what to do. The path was clear, but now the future was open and uncertain. There was no roadmap, and it felt like it was all up to me to figure it out. As a friend of mine said at the time, you know, RJ, we've been told our entire lives that we can do anything we want, and we believed it, and now we have no idea what to do. I remember talking to a female friend at that time who was also graduating, and I said, so what are you doing after graduation? She says, I have no idea. I, I, I guess I'll probably just go to law school, <laughs> which <laughs> I've known a number of people like that. You know, when all else fails, just go to law school. And I wonder how many recent college graduates went to law school or some other graduate school purely as a way to deal with their fear and anxiety about not knowing what to do next. I love The Graduate, the movie, because I have found it to be about reality. It's about fear of the future, and it's about the irrational things we do, the bad decisions we make when we're unsure what comes next, when we're scared and we feel alone. But the thing is, 
I'm not sure that feeling ever completely goes away, does it? We seem to always be fearful or anxious about something, something in our future. We're anxious about our career or our spouse's career. We're anxious about our kids or our grandkids. Again, as another older, wiser friend once said to me, RJ, you're only ever as happy as your least happy child. We're anxious about money. We're anxious about getting old, staying healthy. And of course, we've invented all sorts of tools to try to mitigate these fears. How many different kinds of insurance can you possibly buy? Life insurance, health insurance, long-term care insurance, flood insurance. I'm sure there's an insurance agent somewhere out there who can say, RJ, it goes way beyond that. <laughs> we have retirement accounts, IRAs, and 401ks, and we just hope that there will be enough to get us through. Even if we have enough or think we have enough, we worry about managing it well. I remember a number of years ago, I was speaking to a wealthy woman in New York who said that she and her husband and all their friends had entered what she called the P2P uh, phase of their life, the protect the pile phase of their life. Now, that sounds like a fun way to live, right? I've got enough, but now I've got to protect it. I've got to protect the hoard. The truth is, I'm not sure we ever actually graduate from anxiety into calm, from fear into peace. I'm not sure we ever really know what we are going to do when we grow up, who we're going to be. I confess that sometimes I still wonder. Sometimes I don't quite feel like a grown-up, and I'm wondering how my life is going to turn out. Well, if you can relate to anything I've said this morning, I think today's Scripture passages have some words for you. The first passage I want to bring to our attention comes from Peter's first letter, and he's writing to people just like us, people for whom life is difficult, people who are anxious, anxious about their lives, anxious about their future. And here's what he says to them, "'Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ.'" By His great mercy, He has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance, an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, you who are being protected by the power of God." So what Peter is saying in this passage to them and to us is that our future is secure. Our inheritance is untouchable, that we have a heavenly life insurance policy that is unshakable, imperishable, inviolable. We have a retirement account with God that will never run out, that no matter what happens to us in this life, there is more life to come and so much better and that we are actually being protected by God. Now, Peter's not a total Pollyanna. He does acknowledge the difficult times that his audience are living through. He says, in this inheritance you rejoice, 
even if now for a little while you have had to suffer various trials, so that the genuineness of your faith may be tested. He says, yes, life is hard and there are trials, but the future is not in doubt. There's no need to fear because God is holding on to you, and no matter what happens, very soon you will be with Him in heaven. You will see Him face to face. So Peter urges them and us to remember our heavenly hope. We have been born again into eternal life. And that's the very same hope I'll be proclaiming over these two babies today. I will baptize them in water. I will mark them with oil and say that they are sealed by the Holy Spirit in baptism and marked as Christ's own forever. They belong to Christ. They belong to God, and nothing can ever change that. Turning to today's gospel reading from John, I have to say it's difficult to imagine anyone more anxious or more fearful, more uncertain of their future than the disciples in today's story. The setting is it's Easter evening. They're locked away in that very same room where they celebrated the Lord's Supper with Jesus just three days earlier, but now everything has changed. Jesus is dead. He's gone. And the disciples are terrified that they're next. And then in the midst of their fear, their confusion, Jesus suddenly appears. And what does He say? O ye of little faith, how could you be so scared? Why are you doubting so much? Don't you remember me talking about dying and rising again? Does He scold them for their fear and lack of faith? No. He simply says, peace be with you. And He says it three times, peace be with you. And then He shows them His hands, His side, the nail marks, the piercing, so that they know it's really Him. And then He breathes His Holy Spirit upon them, the Spirit of His presence. And that's actually what we're going to celebrate next week when the bishop is here for confirmation that Jesus has given us His Holy Spirit to be with us forever. Jesus is right there with His disciples in the midst of their fear, their uncertainty. He is with them and speaks peace to them, says that He is with them always, even as He is with us always, and speaks peace to us. The truth is that life is often uncertain and unclear. We don't know what the future holds, but we do know the one who holds it and who holds us. We know that He's good. He loves us, will never leave us. Whatever twists and turns our life may take, He is not surprised, He is not troubled, and the end of the story is never in doubt. We may never graduate from completely from our anxious humanity, but Jesus is with us every step of the way, and someday we will receive our heavenly inheritance. We will be set free from all earthly bonds to enjoy life with Him, with each other, with those we love forever. Amen.